You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. All right, Charles. So let's talk about James Harden, who has a beautiful beard, does not have to worry about using any sort of product whatsoever. He will be on the floor tonight in game two of the Eastern Conference semifinals in Boston with the Celtics laying 10 and a half points. The Celtics minus 550. The Sixers are plus 400 on the money line. The total set at 216 and a hook. The spread is up from Celtics laying eight and a half points. Joel Embiid, doubtful for this game, but we should mention he is your NBA MVP winning yesterday over Nikola Jokic. Giannis was third, Jason Tatum fourth, Shea Gilgis Alexander is fifth. So a wonderful season for Joel Embiid. Sixers did a great job without him in game one. But are you willing to back the Sixers or the Celtics when the spread is this big in game two? Well, just a, a, a brief pause, because I wanted to talk about this tweet that Joel Embiid sent after yeah. the fact, because... Did you see where he tweeted uh, in a, uh, August of 2014 that he was going to win the MVP? He said, MVP rankings in a couple years. And mind you, this is 2014. said, one, yeah. Joel Embiid, two, LeBron, three, Kobe, four, Chris Bosh. And you're like, wow, it really has been a long time. And then finally, <laughs> it took till the year 2023, but he's been sitting on the suite for a long time. And he said, spoke it into existence and of course everybody in the replies was like okay well it took longer than a couple of years but yes Joel Embiid finally won MVP and we all knew that this is something that was really important to him yes it was and good for him he's 29 he missed the first two seasons of his career we forget with injuries he was just out could not get healthy that's one of the reasons why Nikola Jokic won back-to-back MVPs first of all Jokic was just better but Number two, MB could not not stay healthy, but he also lobbed. I think that's what turned me off about the whole thing with Joel Embiid and the MVP, and he deserves it, so I'm not taking that away from him. But him lobbying for it, that's one of the things that was like, all right, dude, like if you're going to win it, you're going to win it. Like stop lobbying for it and telling everyone you deserve it. Like I hate that, but good on him. He got it done. He spoke it into existence like two decades ago. So now it's finally here. Here's my rankings. Me, Pete Maravich, George Mikan, George Gervin, <laughs> and there is years later, Joel Embiid finally wins the MVP. Good for him. They will certainly need him in this series, but I, I'll tell you one thing, Chelsea. There's no way I am laying 10 and a half points, Embiid or no. Certainly, they're not going to play without it, but I'm not laying 10 with Boston. No, I've had this spiel before. You can't trust the Celtics as double-digit favorites, although one would think they get their stuff together after the other night's performance or lack yeah. thereof? Or do you think that it was more just, hey, James Harden went off, the Celtics are still the much better team? 
because I think that's the elephant in the room because that's yeah. the first thing I checked on this game was, hey, what's the points prop for James Harden? Because I'm super square and I don't care. Uh, it's 23 and a half. Do we think James Harden gets to 24 after the comments that we saw after the game, him saying, well, the scoring's always been there for me. We just have not needed it. In this game without Joel Embiid, we needed it, so I shot it. So do you think we see James Harden at least shooting the ball more? Maybe he doesn't drop 20 or 45, but do we think he can get to 25? He almost has to, right? Right. You have to wonder, too, if you're the Celtics, and maybe they should have done a better job of this in game one. Here's, here's the thing. Game one is an outlier. Because that was just a game where James Harden, yes, he was going to shoot more because Joel Embiid was not in the lineup, but he just couldn't miss. Like he was, every now and then, we talked about this yesterday, there is a player who just goes off and he wills his team to win. Be it Jimmy Butler with the Heat, Steph Curry with the Warriors. We've seen LeBron do it from time to time. And then game one, it was the Beards time, where even going off for 45 points, it took a fallaway three-point shot late in the game to give the 76ers the victory. So it took everything in Philadelphia's power to win this game, including Harden just not missing. So now you're going to have the Celtics keying on him. And with them keying on him and knowing that for the Sixers to win, he's going to have to shoot a lot of shots. Do you think he can get to that? I, I don't know. I think it might be a sucker bet. It might be, but even if you look at the defense, if you watch that game, mm -hmm. it's vintage James Harden where he has perfected the the go forward, the pivot forward, step back three. Like that is yes. what James Harden is known for, and he executes that so well that sometimes it doesn't even matter the defensive assignment. And if it was any other mm -hmm. coach, maybe, I think left in the postseason other than Joe Missoula, I'd be like, well, they're going to make the defensive adjustments. I'm not so sure if I have a ton of faith in Missoula here. And also, going back to saying, well, maybe this isn't repeatable. Well, yeah, but the Sixers cover the spread by, what, 14 and a half? You know, yeah. so we're talking about a 10 and a half point spread here. We are not talking about the Sixers winning outright. We're just asking if they can keep it close. Yes, I think the Celtics are the better team, but we have seen this situation play out so many times where the Celtics are the better team. They should win the game, but they leave the light on for the other team. Uh, they're over the course of the regular season, four and five against the spread as double-digit favorites, and some of those games were against terrible teams, terrible teams like mm -hmm. the Hornets uh, and teams like that, the Pistons, I think. Um, so I still would not lay the 10.5 with the Celtics, I'm not sure if I'm actually playing this one because, you know, maybe the Celtics are due for a bounce back. But as far as James Harden goes, don't you think the shots are still going to be there? Like, even if he doesn't get to 45, I think he's still yeah. going to take a lot of shots. No, he certainly will. The question is, how efficient will he be? It's not a question of whether or not he'll take those shots. It's a question of will he be efficient or no? What sort of defense will the Celtics play? And the Celtics play very good defense, very good perimeter defense. That's one of their strengths. So that's why at times, not completely, but at times in their previous series against the Hawks, they were able to shut down Trey Young. Now, Trey Young, we've talked about how inconsistent he is, but he would either go off or maybe be slowed down. So you wonder if they sort of employ that same sort of strategy here. At, at the end of the day, if you want to like strip everything away, to me, when I see a spread this big, it's sort of like yesterday when we saw the Heat and the Knicks, and 
The Knicks went off as 10-point favorites, and the Heat are essentially right now, Jimmy Butler and a bunch of dudes. I mean, they have some talent for sure, but you know the Heat were leading that game in the fourth quarter. So when it comes to playoff basketball, I just feel like the games are tighter in general, even if you're without your superstar. And so Joel Embiid being out, yes, certainly it obviously makes a difference. But 10 points, I, I just can't justify it. I'm not going to play this game. I will be on the Sixers again. I think so, too, especially when you're talking about the second round or even the playoffs in general. I need to go down the list and look at how many double-digit favorites have covered in the postseason because I think, you know, maybe you throw out that Nets and Sixers series. That one wasn't mm-hmm. very close. But once you get to the second round, I think the talent's going to be there. And I think these teams are playing hard. Like, even look at the Heat mm-hmm. game last night, like you said. So, 10.5 is, I don't think you can justify it in the second round of the playoffs. Yeah, I think you're probably right about that. And at the end of the day, I I, I thought the Sixers did a really nice job of speeding up the game. I, I assumed in game one that without Embiid, the last thing they would want to do is go back and forth with the Celtics. They would want to slow things down, maybe run some half-court sets, let Harden get his shot off. Instead, they said, no, listen, we got the horses here. We got the young guys. Let's go up and down the court. It'll be interesting to see how the Celtics counter that tonight. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BeckQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.